Mm -hmm. So hello, everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Business Spotlight. Today, I'm here with Adina Kroll, and she is a human design and sales expert. Is that right? Did I get that right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a business coach and sales expert, but yes, I do use human design as a way to um, help women understand how they're designed to sell better and sell with more flow and sell with more alignment. Oh, that is really interesting because I feel like for women, especially, and especially people who are, are spiritually leaning, mm -hmm. so the healers, the readers, um, even the coaches in a lot of areas have a difficult time selling and making sales. So is that something that you kind of work on and um, help coach people through? Yes. So what it tends to be is I originally started this whole thing out because I noticed that women generally sell very differently to men. Now, mm -hmm. this isn't like a crusade men against women, but it is true that in the traditional sales model, it clashes with the traditional conditioning that as women have had to go through. And I mean, um, when I say traditional conditioning, what I'm talking about is women in the traditional sense, and obviously there are always exceptions when it comes to this, they've been praised for being humble, for putting others first, for being helpful, right? Um, like we can all relate to this. And then asking for money in the traditional sales sense clashes with that. And so you put a woman in an entrepreneurial role and all of a sudden she's just like, well, I've created this business to help other people, but now I have to ask for money. And that's just, right. And, and I don't know if you can, if this resonates with you, but I found that for a lot of women and I worked in IT sales for over seven years, I didn't understand how you could just, go to someone and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This costs this much. Um, okay. We'll work together now. And, and sometimes have no remorse as to what the effect of that would be. Like, yeah. does that make sense when I say it like that? And so what I've then come to realize over the years is that with this conditioning that we've had, women need to learn sales completely different, completely mm -hmm. different because it's like rather than trying to put women into a okay well how can we make you uh, into more of this pushy person who goes out there and completely ignores her values completely ignores how she's been brought up right because you're essentially with the traditional sales model trying to undo years of conditioning right right totally right and yeah I mean, that's as as a coach, we're already trying to decondition certain aspects. And so you're not going to get someone from, yeah, all you need to do is go out there and ask for money. And that's that's absolutely fine. And that's it. Right. Like if if technically it is that simple, but just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. Right. And yeah, that's sort of where. I've noticed that when I was in IT sales, I said to myself that I'm never, ever going to do sales ever again. Like when I'm in my business, sorry about the background noise, by the way. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> when, I'm in, when I'm in my own business, I'm not going to do sales. I'm not going to do any of this. And obviously that, that showed because ultimately if you've got a business and you're not making any money, it's just a very expensive hobby, isn't it? Right. Right. And so what I then found out is that for the majority of times, how can we make sales as women in a way that it actually feels good in a way that we want sales to feel? And I don't know about you, but for a lot of the women that I coach and for a lot of the women that are sort of in my audience, myself included, it was very much whenever a sale felt good, it didn't feel like a traditional sale. Right. Yeah. It's just like, Okay, I'll sign up rather than that um, that hook and push kind mm -hmm. of thing or or that like um, NLP, you know, where you feel like you have to convince almost mm. somebody to work with you, which doesn't feel good at all. It doesn't. And it doesn't, it, it works, but 
it only works for so long before women then tend to burn themselves out on it, before women then start to resent their business, before women then start to resent themselves even, right? And so what this whole thing then came about is I studied a lot of psychology over, like not not um, in, in universities, like with myself over books, like I'm not, you know, I have an NLP certificate, I'm a certified NLP practitioner, and I'm not using it to convince people because that's ultimately not what I'm about at all. Right. But then I also found human design. And human design matches really, really well with the particular individualities of each person in general as well. Because what sales, in my opinion, is, it's a mutual exchange of pleasure, Right. Whereas mm -hmm. the traditional sales model is like, um, I have, I'm going to convince you that you want this thing. And to me, in an area where we have the internet, we don't need to convince anyone because people have so much choice. So what does that mean about us as business owners? It means that we are someone's personal preference. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot more empowering. So how can we then bridge the gap of, especially in the spiritual entrepreneur world, right, where there's so many talented healers where there's so many talented coaches where there are people who then struggle to sell their gifts to other people how can we then bridge the gap of helping them understand okay where where can you understand and strengthen your own gifts as well as seeing where you can empower your clients to make a decision that is in their best interest right that's a great way of looking at it as a total. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's the buyer's journey, really. It's it's setting yourself up. It's sharing your wisdom and knowledge and setting yourself apart as their favorite, and then creating this relationship that is mutually satisfying for both people and also allows you to shine your light in a way that's that is powerful mm. and it is really powerful because imagine you have a business and you are so authentically yourself in your business and you know your values and you are a strong salesperson you do have to master sales you just have to master sales in the <laughs> way that's right for you and in a way that's aligned for you imagine that and imagine that then price no longer is an issue because it isn't. Right. Because when you find two people who are in the same wavelength, right, because you've done your inner work, because you understand where you are on the scale of running your business, therefore you take ownership of your part within this. And then all you are doing is you're sending out this invitation to other people. And you're like, you know what? Anyone who feels aligned with this, aligned with my vision and the way I do things, come and join me. All of a sudden, price is no longer an issue. And that's what I've found with a lot of my clients that when they start working with me, they start saying, making money isn't actually difficult. It's, and that's the beauty of it. That's when women start tapping into their strength and it's not pushy. It's not this whole thing of you sit in a sales conversation. And like you said, you're trying to convince people. It's more effective. Okay. Well, what decision is the best decision that you can make for yourself right now? And you're almost coaching them, whether or not that includes you or not, doesn't matter. Right. But then it takes the pressure of you then suddenly it takes the pressure of the client the person who's sitting in front of us right because what we very often forget when we especially when we start a business is that the person who is on a sales call with us they're nervous as hell yeah <laughs> really and we, and we yeah. forget that a lot of the time is that the other person is also a human being and so the the way that i like to do things is really just understand okay well how can we strengthen that human aspect so that we don't have to tailor a sales approach to what women have traditionally known, because we do want to help people. We do want to be of service. And yes, to some degree, if we could do this for free and still live a luxurious life, we would, but we also have to make money. So how can we do it in the most authentic and most uh, in, in, in the most integrative way possible? And the way that human design comes in is you have the different types. 
right? I don't know how familiar you are with human design. Very, like I looked into it and that was one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about because I know that there's like generators and um, I'm not sure what the other one, but I think that there's kind of a push pull, um, like a magnet, like there's, um, is it kind of this or that? Not quite. So okay. the my my coach Taylor puts it very nicely when she refers to human design as astrology on steroids, essentially. Okay. Oh, right? it, it uses the it uses the I Ching, it uses astrology, it uses, I believe, Kabbalah. Um, it uses quite a few things that it pulls together and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and and therefore creates a unique design. And what we have is on like the very highest level of things, we've got the types. And what we're essentially, I'm not going to go into the types too much, but the difference for types and sales, for instance, you are completely right. You've got a generator, right? So the different types are you've got the generator, you've got the manifesting generator, you've got the manifester, you've got mm. a projector, and you've got a reflector. So you've got five different types. And the majority of the population are generator types, meaning the generators and the manifesting generators. And that they make about, I believe, 74% of the population, 72 to 74% of the population. All the other ones are less. So projectors are about 22%, manifestors are about 5 to 7%, and reflectors are about 1% of the population. So if we just look at the name, the reason why these types work very very differently is because they all are designed to play a different role in this particular lifetime in the way that they are designed to operate now how this refers to sales for instance is and i'm just going to explain my own journey for a moment for this to make sense is okay. for a very long time i was doing like I was the perfect student I was doing everything my coaches were telling me I was following the marketing material to a T I was buying courses I was not one of these people who like I finished for instance I finished B school right mm -hmm. like how many people don't finish B school um <laughs> right <laughs> right like I finished the courses that I actually started granted there were quite a few courses that I didn't finish but uh, you know if the subject matter was unique enough and, and I've tried it before then I would finish it even if I didn't like it even if it didn't feel good even if it was exhausting me I would still do it and so what ended up happening is I was in this five-figure coaching program that was sort of like my last resort. And I was doing everything my mentor was telling me and nothing worked. It worked for everyone else, but nothing worked. And so I'm like, well, surely at this point, it's no longer me. Like surely something is amiss. And eventually she um, essentially told me, she was just like, okay, well, have you ever done human design? And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. That was like about two years ago. Like, I don't even know what human design is. She was just like, go and do the human design. And I entered my birth data and everything and came out, I'm a projector. It makes sense in a second. Okay. And she turned around and she was just like, well, yeah, then chances are none of this will work for you because you have to work with invitations. And I'm like, the hell? I'm like, so I was left with this information. She wasn't, she wasn't an expert in these things, so she couldn't really explain it. She just learned it recently as well. She was just like, well, yeah, chances are this kind of approach doesn't work for you. Direct messaging people after, you know, direct messaging people when they're commenting on your posts, reaching out, um, doing polarizing content, posting three times a day, et cetera, et cetera. Like I, I was visible. <laughs> Right. Right. And I was connecting with people. And the thing is, I was actually doing the opposite of what my peers in the program would do is I was repelling people and I showed them the messages that I sent. And they're like, they sound perfectly fine to me. They sound like the exact thing I send. So why is it not working? And I'm like, that's when I got really interested in human design because projectors, for instance, are 20% of the population. So we're not the biggest minority, but we are, um, you know, anything that isn't a generator type is not very common. Right. And so the way that projectors work is they have, they're here to guide and they have to wait for an invitation. Okay. Which means that whenever I did get a sale, it was always because someone recognized my talent 
And because someone then said, hey, you know what, because I recognize your talent, I want to book a call or whatever. It never came from cold outreach. It never came from anything else. It always came from that, always had to have a recognition, always had to have the invitation. Now, with generator types, they every type has a strategy. Okay. Right? Do you happen to know what, what your type is in human design? I think I'm a sacral generator. So, sacral generator. Yeah. Nice. So sacral or generators in, in general, whether you're manifesting. So whenever I refer to generator types, it includes the pure generators and the manifesting generators. Okay. Right? Just because mm-hmm. like one of them is only a hybrid, but they're both generator types. Oh, okay. And generators generator types their authority is to wait to respond now mm -hmm, to wait to respond for a generator in business looks very very different to any of the other types and this is why i like working with human design in sales because here's how this makes sense very often when you are a generator you will like you can do cold outreach and you can do all of these things but the times when things flowed really nicely the time when things felt really really aligned is when you were lit up by what you were doing (laughs) and you literally get a uh, because you in particular you said you're a sacral you will literally get a gut response right it's almost like a push-pull notion that's aha or nah Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, yep. That I remember reading that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for most generator types, they have to start discerning between the, sometimes, sometimes if we're too much in our head, we think that this is the gut reaction, but it's not, it's actually for generator types. It's literally in the sacral. Right. And that's for instance, um, and, and you can see maybe if, if you're open to having a great chat about this, you can see where this might have worked for you in the past. And when you ignored it, how it might have made things a lot more difficult for you. Right. Yes. Right. So, when we look at generators and sales, the way that generators make a lot of money and the way that generators start flowing a lot more in sales, in this case, pure generators like yourself, is you're here to master something. You're here to be the master and the absolute elite of something, right? And so you're very likely be very, very good at the thing that you have chosen to do. And that's what people gravitate towards because you're here to literally give us this constant to, to show the rest of the world. Hey, you know what? There's mastery. You're safe. This is, this is how this works. Let me show you I'm reliable. Right. So it's a really beautiful, like every type has their own beauty. Right. But generators, pure generators are here to master something. And so when you chose what it is that you wanted to do, you probably had that gut reaction. And very often it is a visceral response where you even get physical sensations for generators. Totally. Yeah. And that goes along too with when I'm doing Reiki and things like that, you know, that becomes a physical sensation as well. So it's just like, I can feel um, yeses, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And I can also feel those. So you just and, and it just becomes, you know, a shrinking feeling or a something that pulls you back internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and so, for instance, with my clients, I love that you mentioned this right now. With my clients, what I then teach them to do is based on their design. How can you leverage that in your business? Because like none of us are here to 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 work the traditional eight hours. Technically, a generator can. Right, because the generator gets its name from the energy center. Generator types are the only what we consider energy types, because you're the only people who can create, technically have access to their own energy. I won't go into deep because it gets very complicated 
if you've never heard of it before. I'm all like, uh, when am I going to schedule an appointment for this? We'll get real deep. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. So because you have essentially the, the the ability to access constant energy, but the 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 prerequisite for that is, is that you're lit up by what you're doing. So you will feel very often that you can work hours on end as long as you enjoy what it is that you're doing. But as soon as you are not enjoying it, suddenly your energies are depleted and that can make you frustrated as a generator. Totally. All right. And then the answer for so generator types tend to be the ones that burn themselves out the most because there's what human design considers a not self theme, basically like the low, the low expression of their of their type is called frustration. And because generators are able to generate their own energy, their response to that frustration is doing more. And <laughs> Right, crack my head open, and you're looking right in there. <laughs> and so, what then happens? And this is the beauty, right? Like, I'm. It's it's not like I don't have to know anyone personally. I don't have to like. I'm not making this shit up. I literally, I could look at someone's chart and be like, okay, well, this is what's happening. And sometimes, just understanding your type gives you permission, just like it did me. Right. When I found out and I'll get to the other types in a second, um, but manifesting generators and pure generators are fairly similar. So I basically cover them in the same thing. And so what tends to happen with 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 generators is they tend to burn themselves out sort of by the age of 30 because their response to that frustration of not being able to do the thing that lights them up, of not being able to do more of the thing that lights them up, but also not resting as much as they should. Right. Because when you have the energy to work, oh, my God, do you never take a break? <laughs> <laughs> right so your body you never actually give your body time to catch up and so um that's like one thing so if i have generator type clients what i generally suggest is that for pure generators we build a business and a strategy around that because it's very different to the other types right so for pure generators okay well what's that one thing that one thing that you're here to master that one thing that never fails to light you up for manifesting generators, the strategy is the very same, right? The strategy is follow your authority. The authority is basically just the, uh, it's in human design, what we call motor centers. So we've got one energy center, which is the sacral. None of the other types have that. And then motor centers, we have the emotional, the solar plexus, we've got the heart center, and we've got the root. So we've got three other motor centers. And if any of these are defined, then that's basically, depending on which uh, which one is defined, that that could be one of your authority. Um, so it depends on the individual. But for manifesting generators, it's pretty much the same. So their low expression of their type is frustration. And so their response to to frustration is doing more. The thing with manifesting generators, because they're a unique hybrid between a manifester and a pure generator, so they can almost leverage both. They can leverage a, leverage a little bit of the generator and they can leverage a little bit of the manifester side. I'll get into the manifester in just a second. And so what this means is that manifesting generators are very often unfairly labeled as being fickle and flaky. Right, because the manifesting generator. <laughs> you know a manifesting generator? Me, I. Oh, I I'm, thought you were a pure generator. Like, no, I think uh, is it the what is sacral generator? I'm I'm a Scorpio. Um, I was why trying to find. Why don't, why don't Why don't we find out in just a second what you are, and then we can use this? Because okay. there's a there's a difference. So the okay. The manifesting generator. So if you just go to Jovian Archive, you can quickly draw up a free chart while we're talking if you want. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's okay. Jovian Archive. Hang on. Mm -hmm. I it's a free it. chart. Okay. I'll just talk on while we uh, yeah, while you search for this. So manifesting generators are very often touted as like unfairly so labeled as fickle and as sort of scatterbrained because manifesting generators, they're not here to just master one thing. They will master one thing for a while, but then potentially move on. Manifesting generators will have one week they may want to do you know, massage therapy. The next week they might want to do guitar lessons. The next week afterwards, they might want to do business coaching. The next week after, they have so many different ways of 
living their life, they are literally designed to show the rest of the world that life doesn't have to be static. They are designed to create many, many different things and only finish some of them. Okay. Right? I think that's really important. How, how much of a percentage of the population is that? Because I feel like, you know, one of the things that we're taught as a society is to finish what you start and to just take this one little seed and plant it and stick with it until it's an oak and, and you know, and some people just aren't built like that. Exactly, some people aren't built. So it's, it's almost an even split with the generator types who make up just over 70% of the population. So I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I guess it's like 35% are pure generators and 35% are manifesting generators. Um, there will be some discrepancies with the, um, with the actual numbers because I don't have them right now. And as we keep going in the years, this changes anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, projectors are like the newest of all types. For instance, they only came into into the whole human design experience, I believe, is in the 1870s. Don't hold me to that. I don't know the exact history. Um, but basically what this then means is that, yes, society has taught us, because the majority of societies are generators, and originally were pure generators, the majority of them. And before that, back in the Middle Ages, most of them were manifestors, right? The creators, the people that started things and oh, finished okay. it. Um, so, yes, of course, society is telling us to grow that oak because that's a pure generator thing because generators are here to master it, right? And if we have pure generators telling us, well, this is how I live and therefore everyone else must feel exactly the same, then, yes, that's, that's what's happening, right? But manifesting generators... They, they're here to master some things, but not everything. They are also here to respond to their sacral. For manifesting generators, it can very often be a sacral response here, but also a very key, quick yes, no, yes, no, because they have that, um, that inner knowing from the manifestor part. Okay. okay. Right? And so have you found out what your type is? Yeah, it's just a regular generator. And um, so but, it's inner authority is sacral. It's to mm -hmm. respond, um, not self-themed strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, right angle cross of the four ways. Does that mean something? Oh, there are like, I think there's like 114, right? Like, like crosses. So um, oh, okay. <laughs> there's so many different variations of them. Uh, the, the cross is a whole different topic right now. But the, the pure generator, so you were... Uh, you were talking about how you could relate to the manifesting generator. That is because at some point or another, like human design is not meant to be limiting. Human design okay. isn't here to, to be like, oh, well, you are this one type and you will never know what the other person feels as bullshit. Okay. Um, but okay. it will mean that for the majority of the time, you will have a, uh, you're, you are designed to be working and to be experiencing this life as a, pure generator but that doesn't mean that you never never feel like oh my god now i want to try this now i want to try that now i want to try that because it also depends on the transits it depends who you're around uh, that's why it gets to be so complex because it is really unique to everyone okay. right also depends what gates you have to find that's when we go into the little lines and what they mean it's not what i'm going to go into today because again that's that's okay. it's, it's yeah. so individual for everyone so right. that's for manifesting generators. And what, what's different, for instance, in the business for manifesting generators versus pure generators is that manifesting generators very often feel very stuck and they feel stagnant very soon if they do the same thing for a prolonged period of time. And so when I, for instance, work with manifesting generators, what I very strongly encourage them to do versus pure generators is to really incorporate the different interests that they have even if they change week by week right to incorporate them so i have one client who's a social media manager <clears throat> she's built her agency into a six-figure business in the time that we've worked with each other and from the beginning of working with each other she also loved music and she likes producing music and she also likes traveling and so 
what we did is our aim is essentially to incorporate all of these things, paid and unpaid, so that if she changes her mind one week, she can go like, oh, well, this week I'm going to be working on this, and next week I'm going to be working on this. Whereas a pure generator tends to prefer the constant of doing similar work, but having the creative aspect within that. Okay. Okay. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you become the master, as you said, of, of probably incorporating even different things into this original, like say it's a dough or something like that, but you become the master of creating this dough in different ways. Yeah. And then the, the next one, I'm sorry, the manifester generator mm -hmm. is kind of incorporating different things. So it might be different musical instruments. The theme is playing music, mm -hmm. but there might be a bunch of musical instruments or this week music, this week art, this week. So to give you a practical example, the way that it looks with my client who does the social media management. And interestingly enough, I attract a lot of manifesting generators, which is really interesting. Um, so the way that it works with my social media client is her baseline income comes from social media management, comes from her agency. Within that agency, we have worked to a degree that she follows her strategy so that she can take random days off if she needs to. Okay. Right. So pure generators tend to like that structure a little bit more that pure generators don't necessarily mind if they know, okay, every Friday is, is my day off. Right. They, they tend to work quite well with that, whereas manifesting generators, they can work quite well with that. But what they very often prefer when they do live their design is that they're like, well, I don't know if I want Friday off. What if something cool happens on Tuesday or what if something cool okay. happens on. Right. And so that's when we start creating the business around the the um, interchangeable nature of a manifesting generator, for instance. And so then also with her main line of business, the freedom of her calendar, but then to incorporate the music. Okay, well, in her free time, she does music, but then also how can we potentially incorporate concerts that are run by the company? How can we how can we get you to have vocal lessons? How can we get you to travel and do concerts within these things? So, or cooking classes, she loves cooking as well, right? And the whole point is, is that for manifesting generators, it's really important to have that variety because they're literally here to, to show us that life isn't linear. Okay. Right. Oh, cool. It's really, it's really beautiful. So I'm going to move on to the manifester for it to make sense with the manifester part. And what the manifester does, the manifester makes up about five to 7% of the population and manifestors are here to start things, but not really finish them. Okay. Right. If like the manifestors of this world, they tend to be so manifestors have a very um they they have like this repelling sensation to them, and but not repelling to to repel other people, but because they're trailblazing, they're literally like they almost need a bit of they almost need a little bit of space because they get this idea. They're, they're very in tune with, with source. And so they get this idea. They very often don't know where it comes from. And so their strategy is very often to initiate. That's, okay. that's a manifesto strategy, to inform and initiate. So when a manifesto um, has an idea for something, in order for it to really come into fruition, they basically just tell everyone around them, if they need to develop a strong sense of self, because very often when manifestors aren't aware of their type, they tend to people please a lot. And so they don't inform other people. And that's when they become angry, which is the not self theme, the low expression of a manifestor. They become angry. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And oh. so <laughs> what's the O for? Uh, that they get angry. Mm-hmm. Anger is a low expression for a for a manifesto. Okay. Interesting. And uh, I don't know if you um, I don't know if you know her, Deep Shika. That sounds really really familiar, but I'm I can't connect. Or one second, I believe Denise Duffel Thomas is a manifesto as well. 
Okay. Yeah. Right. That's so Denise, Denise stuff, if, if I'm not entirely mistaken, I believe she's a manifester and manifestors create things and they, they, it's, it's very often so many people who who learn about human design, they tell me, oh my God, I want to be a manifester. Oh my God, I want to be a manifester because then I can just get shit done and, and it, I don't take any work. It is literally true that when a manifester follows their strategy, they just, things just happen around them, right? Nice. It's, it's, it's crazy. But there's a lot of deconditioning that needs to be done. Again, when it comes to business, this, there's a lot of self-worth that needs to be worked on so that they start trusting the instincts and the guidance that they're getting because we've been taught in our society not to trust that. Right, yeah. Right? And so when you then have a manifester who all of a sudden says, oh my God, I want to create this thing, but I have no idea how, I have no idea who to speak to, I haven't even done this thing before, right? But this is this is the information that they're getting from source. If they're not trusting that, they become angry. Mm. right because they don't get to live out what it is that they're here to do right and so you can see this a lot if you follow if you follow Denise Duffield Thomas again I'm pretty sure she's a man uh, she's a pure manifester that's exactly how it played out for her when she couldn't be doing what it is that she wanted when she got these hits and she wasn't following them she literally tells you in her book Chillpreneur that it's just like I just got bitter I got resentful I got angry with myself I started I started hating people around me I started taking it out on Mark her husband right and so it's really interesting to see these things and so for a manifester um it's actually very interesting if you're attracting manifestors pure manifestors into your business well done because they don't like <laughs> taking advice they really don't like taking advice <laughs> and so it's very hard to attract manifestors because they don't like to be told what to do and but is that frustrating then for a generator to say but i'm telling you what to do that's gonna help you <laughs> um it it depends so a generator then if they're living as per their authority generators are here to do Right. They're yeah. literally like because you've got the energy. Manifestors don't have the energy. Manifestors are here to pave the way, but not finish it. So then generators, manifesting generators, reflectors and projectors can then walk after it. They're literally the, the, they literally trailblaze the manifestors. OK. Right. And so um, if, if a manifestor asks for advice, they'll hear it. But generally, if you if you have a manifester and you just give them advice, just because you're just like you may want to do it this way, they will they will probably snap at you. <laughs> um, and ask any manifester; they will they will tell you. It's 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 really beautiful. So because they just know things and they can't explain it. And the thing is, very often, this knowing they see a lot in pictures. They're very visual people because that's how they manifest, right? They're very visual people, and they get these like um, things, and they can't explain them. And very often. The problem that manifestors in business have is that because they can't explain why they need to be doing a certain thing, when they need to be doing a certain thing, right, this inner knowing, is that very often they get resistance from other people. And mm -hmm. so when, they, when they're in business, they become so angry because they're just like, but I just want to do this one thing. Why can't I, right? And that's where the strategy comes in. That's where it's just like, if you inform other people that, guys, this is what I'm doing. I'm planning on launching this product. I'm planning on launching this thing. Um, and then you just initiate. You don't. It's not about asking for permission. It's not about waiting to respond to anything. It's just about if you inform people, you'll encounter less resistance. Right. Okay. And so for a manifester in business, how this works out, manifestors in business don't necessarily like they're great cold messages, like they're great cold outreach for them is fantastic because if, if they get the hit, if they get the inspiration to message someone, go and message them. Okay. Works really well for a manifester. And for most of the manifestors that I have seen, it actually does work very well. And they can literally just if they if they follow that strategy it works great and that's how one of the ways that you can incorporate that sales itself doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily a problem for a manifesto because they as long as they're informing they and people then come to you they already have the invitation they have the recognition that's that like the sales already done right right oh. it's really it's really beautiful but for a manifesto the problem a lot of the times is self-trust like that's a huge one I, that we need to work on yeah mm -hmm. All of the types need to have some form of self-trust, but for a manifester um, to, to trust that inner guidance, because sometimes it makes no sense. Right. Sometimes it's just like, what are you trying to tell me here? Like, why, why do we suddenly want to open a pool in the middle of the desert? Right. right. 
right. that sort of thing. So that's something for manifestors. And then we still have the projectors and the reflectors left. Um, I'll try to summarize this as fast as I can because ultimately, you know, but it's fascinating. You can already see how different the businesses are run just based on a type. And that doesn't even cut how each and every one person is designed to run their business. Right, right. Right, because that's only, like, this is just surface. This is just, like, the type is just the the husk. We're not even going into the gates yet. (laughs) But it's really fascinating, too, and to understand that, you know, we just because the way that the gurus online, the entrepreneurial gurus online are working, as you said, it might work for one group in human design, but for another group or another person, it would just take away from the experience for them and, and not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and the, it, mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was sometimes there's this delay. So you were going to say something, please. And it really helps too, because I think a lot of people feel like they're failing. Mm-hmm sometimes because they can't get the the advice that they're learning from other people to work for them or because they feel like they should be a generator when they're actually a manifester. Mm-hmm. And we have a question from Stella. She says, what chakra do the manifestors work from? So everyone, question. that's a great question, Stella. And hi, by the way. So everyone sort of works with all of them right? Uh, Essentially, human design has now turned into a nine-centered being. We do work all of them. Every center has their own one. So we've got the root one, we've got the heart, we've got the throat, we've got the sacral solar plexus. So they're all all in there. The manifesto is basically, is everything in human design comes out of the throat, right? Everything, that's that's how the manifesting happens. And we did just to nerd out on you a little bit is because we've got two pressure centers. We've got one at the top, That's where the energy comes in and leaves through the throat. And then we've got one through the root where the energy leaves through the throat. And so manifestors don't necessarily work through one particular chakra. You're using all of them. It it depends on what your strategy is. So it depends on what centers are defined. Defined centers just mean that you feel a little bit more stable in what that center stands for. If it's undefined, it means that you are likely taking on other people's energies from that thing and so it's your uh, that's where you need to probably do the most deconditioning around it It depends what gates are going on right but um i wouldn't necessarily say that it's just like one chakra that that we're working with okay and that makes sense too because you know everything requires balance and harmony with and you can't have one that's overactive or overstimulated while one is understimulated and have a balanced outcome from that at least i would so or assume so yeah exactly and this is the beauty of what i love with human design (laughs) you're welcome stella this is the beauty of what i actually love with human design is that i you know i don't use it as gospel i don't i don't use it as an excuse as oh my god i'm a protector i have to wait for the invitation it's just like that's a very disempowering thought but what i do use it as is just like okay well how can we make human design our own how can we increase our human experience and first of all use human design to give ourselves permission if we did feel a bit odd if we did feel a little bit like oh well why is it working for everyone else but not me right especially if you're a non-generated type the whole world is currently conditioned to work like a generator type like manifesting generators and pure generators but the rest of the types don't have that energy we need generators to be lit up and to enjoy what they're doing so the rest of us can take like can can feed of that energy of that excels because otherwise without generators we wouldn't be able to survive we'd all just be fucking sleeping well that's pretty uh we need you then and we need you well good (laughs) thank goodness but did you you mentioned though that as as we're going on are there that the types are shifting and so it's kind of evolving or will there always be generators and will there always be manifestors and there will, will there always be generators there will always be there is just um 
projector is just one of the newest type that came in just purely okay. because it, when when um and I, and I can't tell you why the the creator of the human design tool incidentally is a manifestor himself right so they create things that other people can't fathom right. uh, and so it, it just evolves but hey basically so let me move on to the projectors and then it makes a little bit more sense okay. so we've got the generator types who are literally here to master things to start things right they're here to like that they're, they're here to do the work they're here to really um shape and mold a few more things that we already have in here to refine things. Then you have the manifestors who are here to actually start something. They're here to pave the new way so that we're not stagnant, right? This is why a manifesting generator is a, is a hybrid. That's where okay. the, that's, that's why they have loads of different ideas because they can tap into that a little bit. Okay. And the manifestors are literally here to, to start something so that we have new energy, new, new everything so that we're not just doing the same thing, right? Cause we can't evolve if we're always just in stagnant waters. It's just not possible. Okay. Then we have the projectors. I'm, I'm a projector um as well there are about sort of 22 percent 20 to 22 percent of the population and projectors in business are fairly unique because they're the only ones who have to wait for an invitation which means that they literally have to wait for someone else if it involves someone else to to get started on something and so what that means for projectors a lot of the time is that they they don't necessarily need an invitation to move house. They don't necessarily need an invitation to do the washing. They don't necessarily need to have an invitation to, to leave the house or go somewhere. But if it involves another person, which is why I like using it in business, right? Because it involves other people. Right. They need to be recognized because that recognition then gives them that invitation. Otherwise... They, the, the, their whole energy will feel sour to other people. And so remember when I said earlier that I was doing the exact same things my peers were doing. I was showing them the messages. I was showing them everything. And they were just like, well, that's the exact same thing I was writing. As a matter of fact, what you wrote is so much nicer, right? And people started getting angry at me. People started selling me their stuff. People started ignoring me and ghosting me, even though we were starting. I'm just like, what is this? Why is this happening? Right. And that's because projectors are here to guide. Projectors aren't here to do. They don't have an energy center, right? Again, none of the, like any other type other than the generators, none of them have an energy center. And projectors are here to guide. They're very often designed to only work two to three hours a day. Okay. And their low expression of their type is bitterness. Mm. And so in a world full of, generator types sometimes the energy can clash a little bit right and so remember when i said that generators tend to be the ones who burn themselves out the fastest right that's in my opinion why projectors came about to be so that they can guide some of the generators okay now you need to take a rest now you need to do this <laughs> so you don't burn yourselves out right so they're basically the guy they guide that energy that's what they're here to do and so for projectors and business, what is really, really important is that cold outreach is generally an absolute no-no. It's not going to work. It just won't. And it's just going to make you a lot more bitter. And I mean, again, I've, I've lived my own experience and still am. Uh, it's going to make you a lot bitter. So cold outreach isn't... <laughs> the doggo wants The doggo wants to share too. <laughs> All right, I love animals. Um, and so for projectors and business, what then tends to very often happen, we need to shape the business around uh, creating an environment that facilitates other people giving you invitations, right? That facilitates other people coming to you, which is a very different business model to what a generator would have. Because a generator can go out, be visible every once in a while. If, if the sacred response is good, they can go and message someone and start the outreach, right? A projector can't do that. A projector literally has to create an environment. When I say has to, you can you can technically go against your design, but you will feel very burned out. You will feel bitter. You will feel resentful towards everything. Can you see how when we're not working as per our strategy, we become literally like very low vibrating people. Right. Right. <laughs> right? 
And it's good to know this because, I mean, it totally makes sense when you think about it and and how people work and how different people, and exactly what you're saying, creating a strategy that actually serves you and your type rather than trying to use somebody else's strategy that might be a completely different type from you. And then, of course, people are sensitive to the energy that's coming through. And so they will respond consciously or unconsciously to that energy. And so it's up to us to be working in a strategy that makes sense for our unique needs and how we are kind of built to, designed to work so that we are able to, because it, yeah, it just makes so much sense. And having somebody, you know, as a generator, having somebody to show me, you know, okay, why don't you just, you know, combine all your work into four hour days and then you can work on other things. If you really want to work, if you really need to work, work on things that bring you joy instead of always feeling like you have to work on building and clients and, and things like that. So yeah, it's fascinating. It is. And that's what I really love about this tool is because I never subscribe to the thought of like, don't get me wrong. It would be, it would be brilliant. It would be absolutely phenomenal if we could buy a course that says here, get my three-step process and you will make a hundred thousand dollars in the next month. Right. Fantastic. It would be great. But if that thing existed, then why aren't we all buying that one thing and succeeding? None of us would have a job. Right. Right. <laughs> and so ultimately, one size doesn't fit all. And what I've been missing in a lot of the, especially in my industry, in the coaching industry, is this very tailored approach. I'm not someone who sits there and says, right, you go and have to do this. I'm just like, okay, well, let's work with your strategy and let's see what is actually in alignment for you. Because what works for me may not work for you. Like, I appreciate that I've come to this level where I earn good money, where I am successful, where I can create my own hours, where I literally only work two to three hours a day, right? Not all the time. Sometimes I work longer, sometimes times less but I sleep a lot because projectors are very sleepy people we don't have a lot of energy uh -oh. <laughs> right we're very very sleepy people and so we need to in in order to guide people effectively that doesn't mean that projectors are lazy by the way projectors when they get working and if they follow their bliss oh my god do they get a lot of work done right. but they're not here to keep doing all of the time. And so, for instance, at least what it meant for me back in the days when when I was first introduced to human design, it was almost the sigh of relief of there's an explanation as to why I'm so tired all the time. There is a reason. Now I understand that this doesn't work. So now I no longer have to lash out at myself that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worthy, that maybe I'm not meant to be doing this. Because that's what we do, right? Especially as women, the first person we lash out is ourselves. Right. right. And that's not good. That's not empowering. That's toxic. It doesn't help anyone. Right. And first of all, when when what I experience a lot of the time is it gives people permission, much like it gave me permission. But then also it feels really good when you start working with your, like it's scary as hell, right? It needs a lot of commitment to start working as per your strategy. Cause it's just like, what you want, you want me to say no to this one person, but they would potentially give me $10,000, right? It's just like, when you, when you then listen to that sacral and you have no logical, logical rhyme or reason as to why, your sacral is telling you no. Right. But then if you follow that, something better is around the corner. And it always happens. I have so much evidence for this with all of my clients. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's good. And I love the fact that you bring that up because far too often we're just pushed to to just work with everybody. Work, you know, that, oh, you're turning down $10,000. Like, what? You know, instead of really listening to our own intuition about how we're working, who we're working with, what we spend our time doing, mm -hmm. because once we get into that and then there's people, luckily enough, nowadays, like yourself, who can sit down with us and say, OK, yeah, of course you want to listen to your gut. Of course you want to say, are you saying, hmm? Are you saying, hmm, 
you know, or is this a yes or a no? What do you see? So being able to really talk to a person in a way that they understand also is important. Yeah. And I yeah. feel that, and this is why I love using human design with sales. Because remember when I said that human uh, that that sales to me is like this mutual exchange of right. pleasure. I don't subscribe to the thought that sales is about you know selling things to people who aren't interested. I very much believe in the fact that sales is a dance. It's like it's two consenting adults who want to do something together, right? I always I always compare it to sex. I'm just like, well, it's 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 like sex. You have two consenting adults. You don't have one person who doesn't want the other thing. No, that's like consent is a thing even in sales. Right. Um, and so what this then means is rather than pulling or pushing one person, it's like, okay, well, how can we come together? How can we make an even bigger thing? Like how can two people who are one thing can become an even bigger thing? That's a pleasure thing. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's way more empowering than looking at someone and saying, oh, well, you're going to have to do business like this. You're going to have to sell like this. You're going to have to say yes to every person. Because quite frankly, and you'll know this, how detrimental it is to your mental health and to your, to your confidence as a business owner to work with someone you have bad feelings about and you can't explain why. Right. Right. And then later on, they turn out to be a red flag and they give you hell. Right. Right. Yeah. And so people, when you're listening to this as well, like listen to those red flags, notice them and see what's going on because they mean something. That's your your intuition, your internal guidance telling you. Yeah. Yeah. So, important. <laughs> yeah. so I'll quickly just talk about the reflector. Okay. Just in Ooh, case good. you do have any reflectors. So the reflectors are reflectors are the only lunar beings, right? Okay. Their strategy is to wait for 28 days, but generally it's it's not as bad as that as up to 28 days. And the reasoning for this is because they're the only lunar beings, is they have no defined centers whatsoever. It's all white. Okay. Right? And so what this means is, is that they're basically having to undefined centers mean is that it you haven't got consistent access to what that center stands for. So for instance, let's say the emotional solar plexus is going to be white. If you have an undefined solar plexus, then that means that you're taking in a lot of emotions from other people, right? Like our reflectors very precious precious people and they sometimes have like this glow to them because they're lunar beings all of us other types were solar beings that's why we don't have to wait 28 days right because the sun takes a day but the mm -hmm. but the reflector very very precious to us because they have a really important role to play they're here to amplify what it is that we're already doing they can reflect they literally have like this teflon coating they're here to reflect and amplify the rest of us so if you put a reflector who is working as per their strategy in their business um their strategy when i look at business themselves is generally hire out as soon as you can because they need someone else to do the work they tend to be very tired they have no motor centers they have no access to energy they need everyone else to give them energy and they need a lot of alone time hmm. A lot of alone time generally preferably somewhere where they're not around people a lot of the time because they will literally like because they take everything in it will be a lot they don't do very well in big cities sandra bullock is a reflector who sandra bullock oh really mm -hmm. oh. and you can you can see how she actually works as a reflector she has loads of trusted people that she works with mm -hmm. and so she can amplify them her producers her um her, her staff her team members her makeup artists etc and she's still there but she is able to sort of understand her design she's never she's always very composed when she's talking you never hear her being in a rush she never makes decisions immediately she's literally living her design wow mm -hmm. if yeah. we could all be so <laughs> well you say that i mean there are lo loads of different examples gary v is a projector Initially, okay. you think like Gary Vee, a projector, but he's working a lot. He's not actually, but that he has makes a, lot of, a stuff. lot of sense when you think about it. And, and when you think about how he works and what his brand is all about, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
and an amplifier that so it's like the perfect coach almost all of the it's types okay. can be coaches but projectors and reflectors because they're like projectors oh, are here to guide so they make natural oh. coaches that doesn't mean that any of the other types can't again human design is not meant to be limiting but yes reflectors make amazing coaches because they are so wise literally so wise um if they're living their design but they're also very good at creating a team environment that just amplifies everything else so the best example i can give you let's say a reflector has a business idea and wants to do something and they start hiring a generator type to start working right let's do the marketing let's do this right where you can like go on freelancer.com and hire someone and they work together, chances are that generator will be able to be lit up more, will be able to get more output, will be able to, because that, that reflector will literally just amplify everything. And this is kind of the beauty when all types come together and if they're all living their design, they're unstoppable, right? Alone, they're unstoppable as well. But imagine if they all come together and live their designs. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, because it seems like there's a natural symbiosis with all of the, the different types to mm -hmm. be able to work together and create teams and and just everybody kind of chain link together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And so, you know, when when I talk about sales and human design, this is this is really what I mean. It's it's what is your unique strategy? What is it that you need to be doing? Because very often if something isn't working if money isn't flowing in or if, if or if there is like stagnation it's very often because you're not living by your design because okay. there's no alignment right and so how can we create businesses how can we create sales where things just flow where things feel easy because they get to feel easy and they can right yeah Whew, that's wonderful so if somebody wants to like follow you and kind of learn more about this, how would they get in touch with you and your services? So you mm. have Facebook group. Yeah. I have a Facebook group called make business your bitch. It's um, it's, it's a, it's a free group. Anyone can join. I've got a ton of training videos in the past. I haven't done any videos I believe since the beginning of the year, just again, because as I'm following my strategy, it just didn't feel good so far. I wasn't called to, I was called to write a lot more. Oh. Um, but I have a lot of training videos in the past. All of my posts have something to do with sales. So um, there's always something to take learning out of. So if, if anyone would want to get in touch then they can do it through there or through my website, if they just wanted to send me an email at uh, adinacroll.com, super simple. Okay. Yep. I am putting all of this information into the comments for our chat here. Wow. That was really fascinating. It's so much to take into because there are so many different layers of this and, and it, but it seems like if you can live your design and find a way to really honor yourself, then it is, it makes your life flow more. It makes your work feed you and it keeps you out of that low vibration, negative um, projection of yourself. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can apply it to so many things, but this ultimately I prefer using it as a tool. Why make life a lot more difficult than it needs to be? That includes business, right? I mean, you've built your business to, free yourself of potentially corporate shekel, shekels. So, um, right. <laughs> and yeah, if anyone has any questions, obviously I'm happy to answer them in the comments as well. Oh, Stella, I recommend you to my daughter. She works for Reuters. Oh, that's yeah, absolutely. If she's, if she, if she's open to learn about her design and if she's open to doing these things, I can highly recommend it. Highly, highly recommend it. And Stella also said, thank you very much for both of us. So wonderful. Thanks for having me Sue. Oh, you're welcome, Adina. Thank you so much for for scheduling this and for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us. It was a really fascinating hour and I have to reach out and get in a session with you too and figure out like, okay, let's get this going. So yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I always have so much fun talking about this because I just oh. want more women to make more money. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just want more women to make more money. <laughs> 
Yes, because, you know, women and men, but women especially, because we're at this point now where we just need to put some traction into moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And making sales much simpler for everybody so that there is that ease and grace and and mutual respect and benefit instead of feeling all the time like used car salesmen. Like yeah. no, no pressure, right? That's ultimately yeah. what we want. We don't want the pressure. We don't want to feel guilty for charging money. We don't want to feel, and again, that's not to say that men don't have their own sets of difficulties. They very much do, right? Because they're often touted as you have to man up, don't be a, don't be a yeah. pussy, right? And it's just like, that's very different. But I personally specialize in this with women because that's obviously the conditioning I'm used to. Right, right. And it, it's when you think about, you know, the, the history of everything it's what needs to happen right now yeah, yeah definitely there's a different way of doing things and we haven't been taught that so thank you so much for helping and and making that your mission and sharing all your wealth of knowledge with us because i really appreciate that so thank you so, so much glad you enjoyed it thanks for having me oh you're welcome thank you so everybody again adina kroll she works with human design and as a business mentor and business coach uh, who uses human design as a tool for helping you grow your business especially if you're a woman and make more sales make more money and change the world so All we'll right. talk soon have a great day. And again, Adina's information is in the comments. And I will post it in the YouTube. If you're watching the replay, it will be down below in the um, blurb. <laughs> so thanks so much. Have a great day.